the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. One of Houston's longest-running financial radio shows been on the air for uh, since, uh, golly, over 15 years now, and uh, 15, almost 15 years, and, and really talking about saving, saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. We we, we live in very complex times, and uh, it's important to understand them. Where are we going? Uh, you know, uh, how can you save money? How can you build up wealth? These are all important things. For you, you know, to really understand, and, and, and we try to make sense of the world today, and and take very complex issues and make them simple so you can understand them. So uh, let's just get on with the show. Our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We we put that out because we wanted to come up with a way uh, when we started the show uh, in 2006. The savings rate was was close to zero, uh, and it was uh, it was really something else. I mean, it was people weren't saving money; they were spending money recklessly, and and people around the rest of the world had higher savings rates. And we we over time we knew this was going to be a problem, so we started the show, and that was our theme. And we came up uh, hence save aggressively and invest conservatively because that's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Our savings rate recently has averaged over eighteen percent, which is extraordinary during the pandemic. If people put away money, they became more cautious. Uh, they, they were shocked about the pandemic. Uh, you know, we, this pandemic came out, and it, it started uh, marching across the, the, the world. Uh, we talked about it, I, I, I want to say, in January, uh, but I know it was February uh, of that year. I actually have some – I was looking through some old notes in January really bringing this up. And we're, by February, early February, we're warning you of the dangers of the coronavirus – uh, no one else even understood what it was. Uh, you know, we just dug in and did the research. It's not that we're the smartest people around. It's just that, that we, we did the research and tried to really analyze what was happening in China. And, and what we came up with was not a good situation. You know, March or April, we said it was probably that we felt like it, it escaped from the Chinese lab and it was gain function research. It was very controversial uh, at the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, everyone said it was just came from a bat. I mean, you know, we're like, well, why is there a, a, a level to China's only level four lab or one? I just I, at the time, I think it was the only level four lab and all of China was was a mile from the from the lab. And then they I think they had another one that was a military research thing a couple of miles, you know, five miles away. I mean, it's real suspicious. And, and, you know, we pointed out that there was some research out of India that this was gain of function, and, and that was all shut down. And, and so here we are today. We, we lived through the pandemic. We lived through shutdowns. The United States has arguably done a better, arguably done a better job than anywhere else in the world at this, because we're the most innovative people in the world. Uh, and, and it showed. We got. We came up with Operation Warp Speed. Uh, President Trump came in, moved quickly, uh, developed the vaccines, pushed the regulators out of the way to make sure we could have something, you know, because we didn't know how bad it was going to be. You know, at the time, uh, at the time, it was, and in fairness, 
to a lot of people. I mean, there really wasn't anything to be gained by blaming China at the time because they controlled all the 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 the, the, the production of masks and much of the milit of, of the uh, medical equipment we needed. And we, and we discussed this at the time of the problem. We're going to have to move our 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 uh, reshore our supply chains. We talked about the supply chains. We at the time we talked eighty percent of our medicine, some eighty percent of the the basic building blocks of medicines were coming out of China. It was extraordinary. I mean, we were our backs were against the wall. We we'd gone through twenty five years of globalization and shifting our manufacturing out of China. I mean, out of the United States. To China, every major U.S. corporation figured out they could make an extra 10% by shutting down their factories and firing American workers and moving their, their products to China. And in the end, the, the United States was in grave danger. Make no mistake about it. At the time, we said this was going to have to be fought like a war, like World War II. Uh, the shocking thing that, that I didn't anticipate uh, was, was, I think we really got, was how split the country was. I mean, how... how how, how, how the battle developed. Anytime you know, President Trump tried to came up with something to cheer the American people, the Democrats and the mainstream media went wild, claimed he was crazy, conspiracy theories, nothing worked, we're all going to die. It, it, and that's the first time in the history of the United States that the country didn't pull together when it was threatened. First time in the history of the United States this happened. It, and, and, you know, it should have really raised warning flags of what was going on up, up in Washington. And, and here we are today. Uh, we have a, uh, you know, we, we, the country is badly split. Uh, you know, it's 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 just not a good situation. I mean, it, the, we we have a, you know, the, the a new administration who's, by the way, is materially more radical than anybody understands. I, I think he, I think I, I think it's a safe to say the administration's materially more left wing and radical than most Democrats were expecting. And, and you know, they're, they're anti-business, they're, they're uh, anti-free market, they're anti-gun, uh, they're anti-free speech, and, and we're losing our rights. And, and then there's this insidious racist agenda called critical race theory spreading around the country. His closest thing is, is really the cultural revolution in China. And once these things start, you never know where they're going to go. It, and, 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 and so I, I think it, more than ever, it's important to prepare and to protect yourself for the future and to save more money and, 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 and understand the world. We have, we have a new phenomenon that, that's striking the United States now. It, it, it's, it, it's an insidious thing that breeds extremism, and, and, it, it, and that is inflation. Uh, inflation is very dangerous. Uh, and, and it, it's striking now. Inflation is what led to the directly led to the rise of Adolf Hitler. Uh, make no mistake about it. And it, you know, it wiped out the German people's savings, and uh, you know they had nowhere to turn. And and and, and, and this is what we got. It, it, inflation is a massive tax on middle class and working people in the United States and poor people as well. Uh, and now it's manifested in the United States. I think we, the country has done a remarkable job managing through the pandemic. All said, being split and everything, we, 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 we reacted quickly, we adapted, we came up, our, our, our vaccines are quite frankly are better than then the rest of the vaccines out there, the Chinese vaccine, people, you know, people in other countries, they don't trust the Chinese vaccine. They all want the Americans vaccine because they trust the Americans. Now, you might or might not agree with the vaccine. I, I will say this. I think it's a real question mark. I think we really have to do some more research till we start vaccinating our young people. That's just, I, I, look, I, I, the, the young people, our young people are our future and that we should be careful with them. And, and, and I think, you know, I, this idea of, of vaccine passports and mandatory vaccines, I mean, I think Morgan Stanley was going to have require their customers to have vaccines. I mean, I, I don't know what planet, you know, the, the head of, uh, I think Gorman, his name is on, but, but, you know, stuff like that is frightening. I mean, you're worried about critical race theory when the corporate CEOs start mandating their customers have to have vaccines, you know, that's even more dangerous. And disturbing, but 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 our vaccines overall, we 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 did what we had to do. We we, we thought we were going to need need more uh, uh, ventilators. I mean, every, uh, look at the companies. Uh, numerous companies put in 
millions of dollars, hundreds of millions were spent on coming up with different types of of uh, ventilators. We ended up not needing the, the, many of them, but but it showed you the resiliency and the creativity of the American people. We outdid everyone. We outdid the Chinese. The Chinese are still over there. Yeah, they can shut everything down and weld people into their apartment buildings, weld the doors shut to stop it. But we're, we're, we're coming up with the vaccines, and we did everything we could. And so here we I think the only – I think the big mistake, with well, two mistakes we made was – that not pulling together was, was catastrophic. It, it, it did huge damage to our country. And we're, we're going to have to somehow work through this, and hopefully it'll go well. Uh, and the other thing that, that I think we made a, a huge mistake, I think the money spending has gotten out of control. If, if you look at, if you compare the spending of the United States to other countries, we're spending probably 30% percentage of GDP among most other countries. And it doesn't appear to be slowing down. You know, now President Biden wants to spend another $6 trillion. Look, the pandemic is gone. You know, he, put, he wants to put forth huge welfare programs. We have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to eliminate a lot, get a lot of people off of welfare. Companies are desperate for workers out there right now. Desperate. It, it, you know, they're hiring every, every, everywhere you go. You know, the first thing you see is, is, isn't push or pull on the door. It's help wanted sign to get in the I mean, it's help wanted. And so this is an opportunity to move a lot of people, a lot of permanent welfare people off the system because the wages, it's interesting. We're seeing inflation where the wages are really coming up is the lower, low, lower level wages. I mean, that's exciting. That means people are getting paid more at the lower level because they, quite frankly, they've been the big losers in the, in the uh, globalization movement of shutting all the factories down. Now those factories were reshoring our supply chain. We call it reshoring the supply chain, which means the products, everything from basic building blocks up to the to the complex car manufacturing is coming back to the United States of America. And so they need more workers. There's a shortage of workers. So this is an opportunity for people that couldn't get ahead, couldn't get a chance. People would maybe... There's people out there that wouldn't, for whatever reason, would never got a chance to get a job. It, it, you know, maybe it was drug usage, maybe it was a criminal record, maybe they just didn't have the skill. Well, when pe- work, when companies are desperate for workers, they'll take a chance on people. That that's that's exciting. So what we should be doing is working, eliminate, pulling back on our unemployment benefits, pulling back on some welfare, and kind of forcing people a little into the system, because this is their chance, this is their opportunity to, to get ahead right now. And so it's disappointing to see this type of stuff. It's disappointing to see that we're not, we're not trying to control our spending right now. I mean, we got a, got a red-hot economy, a 6% GDP growth. We, 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 you know, we, some of these numbers have come 7% inflation right now. There's shortages of everything. There's shortage of, of, of semiconductors. There's shortage of commodities. There's shortages of parts. Most things people have to wait in line. We had a trailer at the ranch. I've got to get some work done. And I call up the people at the trailer place. Like, yeah, I'd like to bring my trailer in. We've got a couple things. We've got an air conditioner out. Got some other things to work, some freeze damage. Uh, uh, can I bring it in? Uh, yeah, well, let me see. Uh, tell you what, uh, I can get you in October 3rd. October 3rd. I'm like, what? I couldn't believe it. it, it this is happening everywhere. We got a red-hot economy, and we got inflation out there. And so we need to understand what type of world we're in. In that type of world where, there, where there's, there's shortages of products, there's waiting lists, deliver, slow deliveries, shortages of workers, uh, that's not the time you come up with the $3 trillion spending package because you don't need it. it, it, it and yet, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for, for, the Demo- for, for the radical Democrats, not the Democrats, to, to put forth their policies. And this is a real concern, uh, you know, because it, business is tight. Right, uh, Federal Express just came up with, uh, I'm going to cover that in this next segment, but and how this affects the markets and things, but 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 you have to understand is is that this is look the priority of the United States right now is 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 basically two things, it's immigration, and 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 racial inequality. Those are the priorities of the United States. And make make no mistake about it. I can tell you that 
Uh, I know that for a fact. That's the priorities of this country. Okay, well, it's like, wait a minute. What, what are you talking about? We have 8% unemployment. We're threat. We've got a direct threat from China. We've got to reshore our manufacturing. We've got to deal with deglobalization. There are threats. We're dealing with the coronavirus, and, and this is your priority, is flooding the country with immigrants. It, and, and, and it is a plan, it's systematic plan to sit there and remove borders and take down and, 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 and destroy the United States of America. And, 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 and this has divided the country. And it, look, one of the oldest adages out there is a house divided soon falls. Okay. That has been that that comes up in, in in critical times throughout history, and it tends to be. And we're a house divided right now. The Chinese are looking at us and going, "Hey, things are looking pretty good for us over here." You know, it's a miracle they haven't invaded Taiwan because they see, you know, they see what's going on in our military with critical race theory and other things. And they see, look, these people have their eye off the ball. They're over there playing around. They're not paying attention to anything. Now's our time, and, and so. We have to understand that we have got to somehow push back on this stuff. We've got to get back to the basics. We've got to rebuild the United States into what, into what not what it once was, but, but, but based on the values of, of, of a, a democratic free market opportunity for all system. The reason why everybody wants to come into the United States is because it's the greatest place in the world. It's where they have an opportunity. Look at all the Africans coming over here. They're not coming over here because we're the most racist country in the world, rest assured. Okay, you know, we're we're trying to build the wall along the border to keep people out. China is building walls in China to keep people in. Okay, I want you to think about that. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break right here on the Max Out Savage. We're going to come back some more and discuss retirement, where we're going in, 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 in the world today, right after this quick break, right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, if you got any questions, you can always give us a call, uh, 713-339-1070. Uh, this is a live show on Saturday. Uh, there's a repeat on Sunday with such demand for the show. Uh, I think said Sunday, Sunday morning at 7 a.m. you can catch it. You can also go to the AM1070 website, uh, KNTH's website, to listen live. And you can catch There's a pod, If you look through there, there's a podcast. You can pull our podcast up as well. So you can listen anywhere in the world to the Max Out Saving Show. So... We're talking anyway about the world, about inflation, uh, and you know I think it's going to be more important than ever to manage your retirement assets through inflation. Typically, uh, the 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 number is about four uh, percent. And a, a man named Benjamin did some work uh, about thirty years ago on this. 
uh, it came up with a number a little over 4%. And, and that's about what you get. And that makes it very difficult in this market. But the, but the 4%, it grows with inflation over time. And so it tends to be a pretty good number. Interestingly, some of the RMDs, I've seen, I've seen some research that the RMDs come pretty close to that as well. Uh, the required minimum distributions. Uh, and so the number seems to be pretty well set. A couple thoughts on that in general. Uh, there's three, three phases to retirement, if you really look at it, for, for, for retirement withdrawals. You know, one of them is kind of the, it, it, it's more of the, it, you know, you've just retired, it, and uh, it's kind of a go-go time. You, you've retired. A lot of people have a lot of things they'd like to do on their bucket list for retirement. Uh, and, and so they do, you know, they retire. They do some traveling. They get their hobbies. They get, they get hobbies. They play golf. You know, maybe they join a golf club, all types of different things uh, that, that they want to do. So the spending in the, in the first phase which is more of a go-go phase, tends to it tends to stay a little higher, and and, and, and so people are they're doing a lot of traveling. A remarkable thing about travel is it's very cheap nowadays compared to compared to what it was ten twenty years ago. You can travel much cheaper, and a lot a lot of people travel. Uh, you know, uh, stuff I remember, stuff I I, I did, or, or, or uh, you know, twenty or thirty years ago, I wanted to do, which is completely radical. Now everybody's doing it. It's like, but but. And so, you know, it depends on what you want. So, again, sometimes it's travel. Sometimes it's hobbies they want to do. Sometimes it's it's uh, it's just golfing or a sport or, you know, they're going to want to uh, do things for the kids, visit the kids, all types of things. And you tend to do a lot more stuff. And then the second phase is more, it's kind of slow and steady. You've traveled, you know, this is, you know, once you get, you know, 10 years in retirement, you tend to have traveled a lot. You want to slow down some, and you, you don't spend as much money. You're not going out to eat all the time. Uh, you, you really you the hobbies. You know, you slow down on the hobbies. If you've kind of spent into your hobbies, you have that boat or the golf clubs or or or, or, or whatever that, that that your hobby is, and you've spent up to it pretty much, and you slow down. That, you need a little less money in in that time frame. Generally, you generally have the houses paid for. Uh, you, you know, the cars are paid for. You don't need a, a the latest and greatest car, uh, those type of things. And, and there's more of a, of a, it's just kind of a slow, it's a slower spending. The spending drops off. It's slow and steady. And that can last for, that can last for, for, for 10, 20 years or more. And, uh, you know, people tend to be pretty happy with their life and, 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 and they go on there. And then the final phase is, is there's really more of a drawdown in, in, in that phase. It, 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 you're, you're dealing with oftentimes with uh, long-term care, uh, medical expenses crop up. This is tend to people in their 80s, late 80s, 90s, where, where those those costs can ramp up. Maybe you're not long care, but maybe you have to have some home health care uh, come in, and those 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 expenses come up. So when it comes to spending, there's really three areas. You got, you got you spend a little more initially. When you when you when you retire, you got you got to get your. In addition, you have to get your spending level down to retirement. That's kind of difficult for a lot of people. You got to get get those trips and in, in the things you wanted to do, and then you've got the slow and steady over the next you know ten twenty years, and then you've got that that that's a lower drawdown there, lower spending level. And then that spending near the end of your life tends to ramp up quite a bit, and so you want to kind of prepare for those type of things. You, you want to. Understand where your spending is going to be, and you don't want to outspend your retirement initially. If, if you don't have enough money, and a lot of people don't have enough for retirement, this is why I've talked so much about savings, save aggressively, and invest conservatively on the show. You know, maybe you have to work. It, 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 and I, I counsel my uh, people come in, they talk to me, they go, Well, how am I set for retirement? I said, Look, if you want to continue to work, should I retire? If, if you like working, continue. We have clients that are working into their 90s. They, they like working. I mean, some people just like working. Or if you don't like your work, find something you want to do and, and continue to work. There's nothing wrong with that. And one of my theories with this and why this, why I talk, I, I kind of preach this a little bit, is I believe people are going to have a longer life if they stay active. And so, but kind of have a plan. If you don't have a plan, come talk to us or, or set up a plan. And don't just put your head in the sand. I mean, really, look at things, look at things rationally, how there are. There's always a way 
to get through retirement. Always a way. I, what my, I think I said, my favorite all-time call, I've told you this about the show years ago, and we, we never, you know, we, we don't screen the call. You know, our screener just, you know, we don't really screen the calls much at all. Uh, I think there's only been a couple of them that have not been allowed in the air our whole entire time. It is, but one she, lady comes on and she goes, hi, Ted, you know, and she, and she goes, you know, I've, I, I want to tell you, I have my question. I have my 401k. It was worth $180,000 and, and I cashed it out and paid the taxes and I have 120000 in the bank. I'm like, oh my God. You know, I'm thinking, I, I'm like, how did you do this? This is horrible. It, and I didn't want to say that. I said, well, that wasn't the best thing to do. You probably, you know, you probably could have, you know, probably, you should have just drawn it out slowly. She goes, well, we have our house paid off. It, it, I don't think the house was worth $50,000. You know, they didn't have very much money. And she goes, these people were not, they, 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 were, they weren't wealthy. They were probably lower. They were probably poor. It, 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 and, and she goes, but we, we live off our Social Security, and, uh, you know, and we're doing really pretty well. I mean, it, 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 there was a person who I, I'm guessing they weren't getting two thousand dollars, or you know, maybe they were getting twenty two hundred a month from Social Security, and that was. And they were living. They they had a, they were happy with their life, and 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 you know, she wanted to know what to do with the money and stuff. And I was I was amazed that that she was able to do it because when it, she would have given me those statistics initially. You know, when she said that, I'm like, oh, you're doing everything wrong. But she still came up with a way to retire, so anybody can do it. So if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Now then, uh, what to do here, uh, a couple things I, I wanted to cover here. Uh, the, the IRS, th- there's, there, there's been some polling done on the stimulus checks, which is, which is interesting, and I think bears some thought. I, the, I think we, I, I think the, the stimulus checks were a good idea. Uh, I, I think, I think the last ones were kind of somewhat of a waste. But, but a couple things came out of that. Initially, people, the, the first stimulus checks came out. Only nine percent of the people, most people, put the money away into their savings. They were worried. They well, they didn't know what was going to happen. None of us did. The economy was shut down. They put the savings away in the bank. They rebuilt their savings a little bit. But the most recent checks that came out, 40, I mean, look, we, we, we saw, you know, there, there's, you know, the, 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 there was all, you know, the, there was a line at the Gucci and Louis Vuitton store in the Galleria when the next, you know, the last ones came out. But 46% of the people that got those checks invested the money. And a lot of the people of that 46 was young people. And we created a new group of young investors, which is exciting. This is why we've had the mean stocks go up. All the young people, they're all on their computer. They're, you know, they're, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to the Reddit and the different platforms, how to invest. They're, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, uh, you know, Fidelity. Some of them are, but a lot of them are going to, you know, they're, they're going, you know, what, the, what these different sites are saying, how to invest. And they're invite, investing in some exciting stocks and they're getting involved and they're understanding the market. They're, they're becoming little mini capitalists. And they're, we, we, we're creating a new generation of investors. And, and to me, that is very exciting because for years we've been hearing people are, are they're pulling out, they're not, young people aren't invested in, aren't interested in investing in the market. You know, they really don't care about it that you know they were really becoming more socialist this is turning them the other way and so it, to me it's really fascinating is is the united states unlike any anywhere else in the world uh is 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 basically populated by a group of people that came from somewhere else for a better life and, and wanted to take risk and do things and build wealth have some property have some assets now maybe it wasn't them you know maybe it was you know maybe it wouldn't you know, maybe it was their, their parents, maybe it was their grandparents, maybe it was their great-grandparents, but they all came over looking for a better life. And so, so this new generation of investors is out there. So interestingly, by putting money in people's hands versus, versus the Wall Street bailouts of, of, of 2008 and nine, which, you know, sparked the Occupy movement when it's nothing more than trillions of dollars of bailouts for the wealthy, by kind of putting money in the hands of 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 the of the people in the country, I think you got a bigger bang for your buck, and I think this is something that's going to go forward in the future. You want to see the key is we cannot let our spending get out of control. Right now, 
The Democrats have a new theory called Modern Monetary Theory, MMT. Uh, it, it's a theory out of Harvard that says that you can spend as much money in the government as you can because if you control your currency and you have a central bank, the central bank can print money and they can pass it out. Now, after reading up on the German hyperinflation, it, it, that's pretty clear that doesn't work. But, uh, you know, for now, the Democrats believe it's going to work. And after all, it is a Harvard theory. And the people at Harvard are the smartest people in the world. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But right now, it seems to have created an awful lot of inflation out there. And this inflation is climbing. Now, inflation, as we said, is very damaging to, to working people, to middle class, uh, low middle class, poor people, that because they spend the most of their income on food, housing, and, and expenses, and it, 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 it can be very damaging to, to 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 the to the economy over time. I think we're starting to see that uh, right now. This inflation is huge out there. Some recent numbers of eight percent inflation, and. Uh, and so what we're seeing is, is you know, the Federal Reserve says it's going to be transitory. Well, our work is saying it's not going to be transitory. I've looked up some different inflation time, and, and, and the numbers came in after World War II. It was about 30 uh, – let me see. What is that? It was about uh, – oh, wait. That's the wrong page. Here we go. It was about 30 months. You had a surge of inflation for 30 months. Now – Afterwards, you know, you saw some one point, and it, then it kind of just faded away. Then you had 1%, 1.28, you know, point two. You had a little deflation for a, cu- for a couple months. But the problem was inflation, the, 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 the prices went up 33% in those 30 months. And so, it went, yeah, it dropped off a little bit. It probably dropped off about 1% the next year. So maybe prices went down 5% or something overall. But, but the prices stayed up there. Uh, right before, uh, during World War II, we, we saw 30 months of inflation again. We, in, in 41, it was 5% inflation, 11% in 42, in 43, they had 6%. And, 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 and again, you, you saw a big jump in inflation. And after the war, which I think is very similar, remember, right now our spending in percent of GDP is at wartime, World War II levels. So after World War II, let's look what happened. That was again thirty months of thirty uh, thirty months of inflation. The, 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 in forty six, it went up eight percent, eight point four three percent. In forty seven, fourteen point six five and seven point four percent inflation. And then it went away. The inflation was transitory. For the Federal Reserve is right, but the problem was it went up thirty three percent, which means people's expenses went was hugely damaged to working people. The same thing, the initial inflation spike from 73 was, again, 33 months. And then inflation kind of got out of control uh, when it, throughout the whole 80s. It, it, and so I, I, we're not seeing the, 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 the inflation. Now, if you look at Bank of America, they're projecting 2 to 4% inflation for the next two to four years. So again, 30, 30 months, you know, that's about two and a half years uh, two to four, they're averaging out. And, and I, I don't think they're too far from I, – I, I think the, this inflation is going to run a lot hotter. than. Mo- and I think if you had – instead of two to four, if you said two to three years, their numbers would probably be three to five or six percent inflation. It, 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 and so, so I think the Fed is going to have to eventually do something about inflation. They're going to have to do raise rates. They're going to have to do something. Interestingly, uh, the one thing that could, that could slow down – prevent the, the, the banks from acting or raising interest rates, which they're loath to do right now, is, is a crash in the stock market. And that's something to keep in mind, because I do think they want to keep spending money, and they're going to do everything they can. And, and so I think you've got to understand that this inflation is out there. It's chewing up money at a rapid rate. And so, so, so the art in this situation is being invested in the things that are going to go up with inflation. And then if you get a big sell-off in the market, which is likely to happen, also have some cash in the sidelines to do that. So it's got to be kind of a, a, a barbell approach to some extent. And, and I think that, that's sort of how we're positioning, but I think it's important to do that. So, but but we're seeing 
it, it, and the Fed this week has come out and said, to their credit, they said, look, well, maybe the inflation is not going to be quite as transitory as in two or three or four months of inflation, but it could go on a little longer. It, it, and so the Fed is now starting to admit this. Uh, if you listen to uh, uh, the Federal Express call, uh, they, they, uh, they're, they're, they're raising, they're trying to raise rates. They can't get workers. They're, have, they're struggling to get workers out there. Again, they're having to pay people more money. So you're seeing wage inflation. You're seeing commodity inflation with the basic commodities like copper and steel and aluminum, uh, those type of things, the metals, uh, grains. But that dropped off some. Copper's dropped off some, but it's at a much higher plateau. And this is the this is the the, the 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 fatal flaw of a lot of these people talking transitory. This is going to go away, or we'll have deflation in the future. Well, we'll probably will, but at a much higher level. And so, the chip shortages seem to be backing off in some areas. And other companies, they're they're saying, you know, look look probably into next year for some type of. Uh, you're still going to see shortages of things, but the, but the problem is. As the cost of your food goes up and the cost of the automobiles, which have risen, and the cost of home prices, which are on fire right now, people start going, look, hey, boss, I need a raise. I can't make it on this. I mean, and so companies start becoming more under more pressure to raise wages. And so then when they raise wages, they got to add some costs to their products, which kind of feeds on the whole thing. As we said earlier in the show, one of the good things about inflation we're seeing out there really is is that it's the, the wages are going up most in, in uh, with, with low-income people. These are more factory workers, those type of things. This is because there's more demand for those because they're moving the factories back to the U.S. They're adding extra shifts at the factories here to get the product out. So the, the reshoring of that supply chain is creating jobs. It's creating wealth in the United States. We're seeing the reverse of what we saw in the last 20 years of shutting all the factories down overseas. So this is good stuff. But also, the inflation is going to be a problem, and you've got to protect your retirement. Cause, because if, if, if we just talked about uh, after World War II, that it, prices went up 33%. If you're not making 33% more, if you can't pull out 33% more for retirement, inflation can do massive damage to fixed income, to pensions, to Social Security, and to fixed annuities. Because you're only getting a set amount of money, your money won't grow. So you've got to grow your money through stocks and investments of property as well, so you can you can get through this. But if you look at the inflation, the people that owned assets, they owned commodities, they owned properties, they owned things that that made those people. That, you know, the oil in the ground goes up as inflation goes up, so it becomes more valuable. That's kind of where you want to be in this market. But you've got to prepare for inflation, and most people just they don't have any experience because over the last twenty twenty five years we've had low inflation to some with deflation. The world has changed. Tell you what, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Maxwell Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. 
If you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. By the way, if you haven't gone to our website, you can go there. You can sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report, which has got to get done next week. I'll write one up for you all and send it out. Uh, it's a free report. We send it out once a month uh, free. We don't call you up. We don't bother you. We don't, you know, it's just, it's just simply a report. Uh, we, it's a private list. We don't sell it or give it out to anybody. Uh, so just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also request an appointment, and I'll sit down with you, and we'll go over and take a look at how you're set for retirement. I, you know, I'd like to help you out. If you, if you need some help, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, oil prices. Well, again, this is another area where things are looking, looking pretty good. Uh, if you look at oil, oil's kind of breaking out. Uh, it, it's... Uh, it's $74 for West Texas crude, and this, this is a real positive. And we've had two things have happened, which are actually three things that are happening with the oil prices and pushing them up. Number one, we had the, the, the panic last year and the shutdown of the government, uh, of, of the economy, and, and that, that threw a lot of oil in the market. It culminated uh, back in March uh, when, when oil prices plunged. Uh, to negative on the future. They were negative. And, 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 but the problem was is nobody had any place to put the oil. So if you had a contract, you couldn't, you know, unless you had a swimming pool in your backyard that was big enough to take it and they could drop it off, you were in trouble. And by the way, I'm surprised nobody thought of their swimming pool at negative oil prices. But uh, the, so, so, so oil prices went down. Uh, companies stopped, stopped production I mean, they, they cut back production. They cut back, more importantly, they cut back exploration. They backed off a lot of big fields. I had friends of mine working on developing major fields around the world. They pulled them back. Some of the fields, some of the programs were canceled, huge fields. And the next thing that happened was is the, uh, is the climate change and, and the rampage from BlackRock, in particular, the BlackRock funds. Is, uh, Larry Fink is, is virtually anti-oil and anti-energy, and so he's worked to try to defund the oil and gas companies, and so it's frightened them into cutting back production further because they have to be more cautious now. Uh, you know, Wall Street, you know, the, the knives are really out for the oil and gas sector, you know, with, with the environmental radicals. I mean, they, they mean business, and they're ruthless. And, and, and so, so, so companies cut back as well. And, and it's reopened. It, and people are driving a lot more. There's, you, you know, go try to go try to tell someone you want to move some freight around the country and tell you what they say. Go call up the railroad and say you'd like a train car to move a container load across the country. They'll laugh at you and they'll you know put you in line. And so, that, trains, trucks are running at maximum capacity, huge amounts of oil and gas being used. Uh, people are traveling all over the country. I mean, go stand in line to watch the geyser at Yellowstone. I mean, ordinary traveling. So that's pushing up oil prices. I think they're going to stay high. You know, they're maybe not going to, you know, they're probably going to run into some resistance up here, but they're going to be in the 60s, 70s for a while because there's a lot of demand and there's been no drilling and, there, and, and many of the exploration budgets have been ruthlessly slashed. So, do we uh, have a call coming in, Jennifer? Yes, we have a call from Laura. Hello, Laura. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hi. Uh, good morning, Ted. Um, I have a couple of questions. One is relatively easy, and the other one involves cryptocurrency. <laughs> so, my first one has to do with how do lifetime income writers work? Um, especially in an environment of growing inflation? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, uh, full disclosure, we don't sell annuities, and they tend to be on annuities. But what they are is, is, is there a way to, to get income at retirement? So you, can, you, can, you, can, uh, you can get a guaranteed income from the annuity. The, the, the danger with, with, with income riders or with fixed annuities or pensions or anything right now is if an inflation takes off, it could hurt, it could hurt fixed income uh, situations like that. And that's the one thing you want to be careful. We typically rarely, I do know people, a lot of our clients have some annuities and, and very rarely do they ever really annuitize them? And so, but but it is for some people if they want to guarantee a new uh, income or something, it's not a bad idea. But you've got to be very careful with inflation. 
Right. All right. Thank you. And then, of course, my second question is that a lot of investors are starting to add cryptocurrencies in IRA accounts, and you that can be kind of dangerous, especially if you're thinking about short-term versus long-term investment. What are some common questions one should ask a wealth account manager in order to gauge their knowledge of how well they really understand cryptos? Yeah, I, that's a that's a great question, and uh, the answer is, the answer I, I, is most of them probably don't have much expertise. Uh, that that's really been an age thing where younger younger people uh, have really gotten it over older people. But I, I think ask them what cryptocurrencies they think you should invest in, and and, and do they understand the different different types of they shouldn't have a super deep understanding but you should understand the difference between ethereum and bitcoin and or something like a, a dodge coin aka doggy coin which is you know just worthless in my opinion uh and, and those and then how 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 would they invest in them i mean would they use an etf or the way they go directly to an exchange and, and purchase them in the client's name which is difficult in an ira those are some of the questions. Uh, the problem with, with the cryptos right now, you know, Elon Musk, people got upset with Elon Musk for, for saying, you know, the cryptos are environmentally dangerous or, you know, they use a lot of energy, CO2, and that could hurt things. I, I, th- I think Elon Musk knew there was a crackdown coming, and I think he was trying to warn people in his own way. He's been a pretty straight shooter on stuff. The, the U.S. government is really looking hard at cryptocurrency. Anytime any criminal does anything high-profile crypto, they, they wave it around like a flag in front of everybody. Uh, the Chinese are, are, are severely limiting uh, mining of cryptocurrencies. They're trying to get rid of them because cryptocurrency is a great way to move money out of China, and a lot of people are terrified in China and trying to get their money out. So uh, the U.S. and China are kind of ganging up against crypto, so I'd be a little careful in here. That's about the best advice. I'm not the big expert on that area. But those are some of the questions. I, but there's big differences between the, the the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, and the other ones. I would try to stay with the bigger ones, the named ones, because those are probably going to be around. The others, I think a lot of the others are going to become worthless. Right. And that maybe one should be knowledgeable of a complementary service with Coinbase, correct? Because cryptos don't work by themselves. You know, there, there's a clearinghouse for them. Is it? Is there, yes. is there not a clearinghouse for them? Yes, uh, crypto is is the it, uh, Coinbase is probably the best, the safest one to use out there. It, 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 and what Laura's is talking about, it's Laura, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. What Laura's talking about is, in order to purchase actual coins, you have to go through a, a dealer, a, a, a cryptocurrency. You have to go through a dealer, and Coinbase is probably the biggest one out there. And then you register there, and you send the money, and then they will buy you your crypto for you. And you can either keep it at the, at the exchange, or you can move it to your own personal wallet. Uh, and again, I want to emphasize, I am not the expert on that. My 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 sons run rings around me when this when it comes to this type of stuff. Well, well, thank you, Ted. It's always a pleasure listening to you Saturday mornings over my coffee, and I do appreciate what you do. It's so hard talking to people about money. It's kind of like a taboo subject, but I do appreciate your show. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And yeah, you know, but yeah, the cryptos are fascinating, but you got to, I think you've brought up an excellent point. You really have to understand what they are and do, do your research on them. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much. You have a wonderful weekend, Ted. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Me too. All right, bye-bye. Got a question or comment, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. We have Dale on the phone. Okay. Well, welcome to the Max Out Show. Hey, Ted. Um, a question. I'm full retirement mm-hmm. age now, and I'm trying to make a decision on taking my Social Security now or wait until I'm 70. What's your advice? How old are you now? Well, I'm just turned 66, so my full retirement age will be 66 in okay, you're full. two months, so I could collect in September. Are you retired now, correct? No, I still work. Okay. I'm retired yeah, from I, I the federal government, but I work elsewhere. Okay. Uh, if you don't need the money, I generally lean toward holding off. Uh, it, be, it, it grows approximately 8% every year. 
and the reason right. I, 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 say, I say this is nobody runs out of money the first five or ten years of retirement. It, it's, it's, it's 20, 25 years in the future. And so the more, more you have at that level, probably the better off you're going to be. That's always been my kind of thinking on that. Okay. And, uh, but but anytime once you get the full retirement, you're pretty close right now at sixty six, sixty seven. If you can get, you know, if you can hold off a couple more years, the better. You don't maybe need to wait till seventy, but you want want to get up there because particularly at, at the the, the sixty three, that that's just way too early. I mean, people are going to run out of money be, because that's my big fear is is over the long term that you, you'll appreciate it. 15 years from now, more so than you'll appreciate the money now. Okay. Um, yeah, and my, of course, my thought is I don't trust what they're going to do with Social Security, so I'll uh, go ahead and start collecting. But the, the, yeah. the conventional advice is exactly what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's the problem. I mean, here, here's a couple thoughts. Look, I think I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I do know Social Security is going to be a core thing because particularly people that aren't making a whole lot of money, uh, you know, they're going to really need it. And if, if, if you're pretty wealthy, then you probably can take it now just just because, you know, that you're going to get maybe taxed and they're going to try to go after you some in the future. But they still have that group of people that they have to protect these retirees, and so they're going to right. try to help them out. But if you've got a million, two million dollar retirement plan, you're going to probably be you have to deal with tougher issues. And, and, and there's a case to take it a little early in that case. Okay, that's a good question. Well, I mean, we're getting, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but this is this is the the big thing with with you know when do you take the social security? You know, my, my feeling is that it grows about 8% a year, so you're going to get 8% more money the next year. And, 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 and it's always been, with retirement, you need, this is a long-term process. You, we're talking 20, 30, maybe more years. And, and so, so no one runs out of money the first 10 years, so you always want to think into the future when it comes to retirement. Uh, again, any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. Oh, actually, we're running out of time here. Uh, what else do we want to go? The markets the markets are very high. If, if you look at that uh, that ratio of, uh, of, of financial assets to GDP, which is extraordinary, I saw, it, 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 it's at the highest level in, in history. At six, uh, uh, private sector financial assets are 6.3 times GDP. It, it, and one of the things I think we're looking at is you're seeing the prices of real estate go crazy. And I think it, part of it is due because there's so much money up in the financial system, it's starting to cascade down. This is going to be more inflationary over time. I think the market's going to have some problems here. So be careful. Anyway, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Baby Show. Have everyone have a great day. It's all